you know, sometimes life happens for a little bit and then you don't podcast and now we're podcasting again. Yeah, I'd say that sums it up. Jody, (laughs) Jody, who are we going to be talking about? (laughs) Well, you're listening to Cool and Unusual Punishment. This is Lugan Build, an epilogue to our first season on the Music Man of Eau Claire. My name is Tyler. And joining me in the living room is my podcast co-host and my wife, Jody. How are you? I'm good. I'm excited to be back. Yeah, me too. There's a few loose ends we have to tie up when it comes to Lugenbeld. So here we are again. And what I wanted to cover in our first episode here is at least the beginning part of the report issued by the Eau Claire Police Department back in 2021 that was released to the public that covered the investigation into Joe Luganbill and his, you know, embezzlement. (laughs) When did this, and under what circumstances did it start? Well... That's what we'll first cover. Okay. Okay. You got to have to remind me. Now, he was school board president. <laughs> now, who was this guy? Who's this guy? Oh, okay. <laughs> right, Feels right. good to be back. <laughs> Let me tell you. So, this investigation, like on the first page, occurred from December 1st, 2016. That doesn't necessarily mean that's when the investigation started. Right. That's the first thing they looked at. And ended 131-2020. The offense that was being investigated was embezzlement. And what I want to read for you first is... It's the initial report. Okay. This supplemental narrative was submitted on 11-15-2019 by Olivia Earle, who is the person responsible for compiling all of this I am assuming she's a detective for the Eau Claire Police Department. Mm-hmm. Okay. On Monday, 7-22-2019, I received information from a confidential source informant in regards to the charity Luganville Children's Foundation, Inc. The confidential source informant reported the following information. The Luganville Children's Foundation posted on their website... The treasurer of their charity organization was Dennis Luganbill, who is his father. Right. And the president was Joe Luganbill. The website no longer listed this information as of 10-31-2019. The website did indicate Luganbill Children's Foundation was founded in December 2016 by Joseph Luganbill. The website indicated in its About section, founded in December 2016, the Luganville Children's Foundation is a nonprofit organization committed to ensuring that every child in the Chippewa Valley grows up in a safe, kind, and loving community. We receive, hold, utilize, administer, and dispense mm-hmm. gifts. That's right. <laughs> okay. It's all coming back. Of course, it's only funny now, right? Um, administer and dispense gifts and grants. <laughs> And act without profit as trustee 
of educational and charitable funds and programs. It does feel weird to to have done Lugan Build and come back two years later and uh-huh. read that. It feels like satire. Yeah. <laughs> A charter bank account, and then it's redacted, was opened on 5-4-2018 by Joseph M. Luganbill. The account name address listed was Luganbill Children's Foundation, Inc., doing business as Andrew Cray Memorial Scholarship. It's important to note that he's listed as the sole owner and signer of that account. Mm-hmm. On a Charter Bank corporate authorization document, he signed the document on 5-4-2018 on a line that listed he was the secretary. And for a second signature line, he signed the document sole officer. Are you allowed to do that? <laughs> well, <laughs> I, I, I mean, assume if there's a second signature line, generally it's assumed. It's- listen, I'm carrying a lot on my shoulders. Oh, you need a second signature? I can, I can do it again in cursive. Yeah. <laughs> Charter bank account redacted was opened on 5-4-2018. This was the most recent account opened for the Luganville Children's Foundation. Between 5-4-2018 and 7-1-2019, total deposits into the account had been $34,415. Several checks had been signed by Joseph Luganville, Two checks payable to Teresa Luganbill, his mother, for over $4,125. One check payable to Stephanie Smith for $720. One check payable to Banbury Place for $4,237.35. 18 checks payable to Joe Luganbill, totaling $2,887. Two checks payable to Azara Properties, whom was the owner of the State Theater. Yes. Totaling $5,000. And five checks to various universities for scholarship recipients, totaling $6,000. This appeared to be the purpose of the account. Although, definitely kind of wandered into the weeds. (laughs) One of the checks from June 2019 issued to Azara Properties for $2,500 was returned due to non-sufficient funds. On 2-6-2019, a debit card was issued for the account because certainly, I guess, you know... It's a hassle to have to keep writing yourself checks. Just get the card. Well, between 2 2019 and 6 2019 there were 242 transactions at various businesses such as Walgreens, Lyft, Uber, iTunes, TouchTunes, Starbucks, Netflix, Kalahari Resort, Wisconsin Dells, Airbnb, CVS Pharmacy, and multiple restaurants. Based on the above information, the confidential source informant had concerns Joseph Luganbill was using the funds for his own personal use. I have spent so much time trying to figure out who the confidential source informant is, and I have no clue. This is somebody who knows about 
financial information here. But isn't everybody in the nonprofit like his family members? Yeah. I think that perhaps the confidential source is somebody who worked at a bank. Okay. So just so I have a foundation, that was in 2019, like over the course of the year? Well, actually, 242 transactions in four months. Okay. You have a, a very thick stack of paper, so I'm, I think a lot of my questions might be answered somewhere in there. I think so, too. Okay. <laughs> Can you do this? I guess it would have been the first one. <laughs> the next part is an overview of accounts. This is going to give you an idea of all of the different accounts this detective had to get subpoenas for, review every transaction, that sort of thing. It's important to note that this starts by like conceding that these are known bank accounts. Sure. Charter. Joe Luganbill had access to 10 different bank accounts at Charter Bank. Pertaining to this case, the most important bank account appeared to be account number redacted, Luganbill Children's Foundation, Inc., DBA, Andrew Cray Memorial Scholarship. Luganbill was listed as the sole signed on this account, and it was this account that had the largest flow of monetary funds. Eight of these bank accounts were under the umbrella of Luganville Children's Foundation. One bank account pertained to Laura Benjamin for Eau Claire political campaign he was involved in. And one account pertained to Friends of Joe Luganville, which was his account for school board. That's a, a name of, of like a group or something? or Yeah, you know, you'll often see that on political campaigns like paid for by friends of sure yeah, yeah, yeah. it's okay. you know rcu joe luganville had access to seven bank accounts at rcu <laughs> so far we have 17 bank accounts five of the bank accounts were charity accounts andrew cray memorial scholarship again smile house fund and peace on the playground which I had not even been familiar with until I saw this report. Two of the bank accounts were personal bank accounts belonging to Luganville. Pertaining to this case, the two most important bank account numbers appeared to be the ones for the Smile House Fund, Andrew Cray Memorial Scholarship. With both of these accounts, Joe Luganville was listed as the only signer on the account. U.S. Bank Joe Luganbill had access to one account at U.S. Bank. The bank account showed as a personal checking account where Luganbill was listed as the only signer on the account. In reviewing through Luganbill Children's Foundation bank records, I observed there had been two personal checks issued by Joe Luganbill that had been deposited into Luganbill Children's Foundation charter bank account for the Andrew Cray Memorial Scholarship one was dated 5-25-2018 for $2,000 with donation in the mem memo line. So you have to realize that that was a personal check written by Joe, deposited into an account for the foundation. The second 
is another check like that for $500. I had also observed numerous checks issued from the Charter Bank charity account to Joe Luganbill with reimbursement type memos. So as you can see, there's some sort of loose, like, oh, okay, I dipped into this, so I will donate from my own funds to my charity to, like, make it square. There had also been two checks issued from Luganbill Children's Foundation to Teresa Luganbill for $1,573 and $2,551 with reimbursement memos. Now, I imagine that if you're paying your mom back significant amounts of money and you're calling them reimbursements, that perhaps their mom bailed them out Yeah, on things that they owed that they couldn't pay. The next supplemental narrative is called Contact with Foundation Group, Inc., 130-2020. In reviewing through bank records I obtained from RCU, I observed from February 2017 to August 2017 that there had been $1,866 in payments made to Foundation Group. I searched online and sent an email request to Foundation Group to obtain further information from them. I received a response from an email I had sent and spoke via phone with the company's CEO, Greg McRae. McRae indicated Luganville Children's Foundation had paid Foundation Group, Inc. about $2,400 for their services. McRae explained Foundation Group, Inc., had assisted Luganville Children's Foundation with setting up their corporate structure and helped them apply to the IRS for its 501c3 status. Clearly, this was money well spent. <laughs> I mean, it feels like, look, I wouldn't know how to set up a corporate structure. Right. So how valuable is that information if you are the only person doing anything? If his name is on every line, then uh-huh. what? <laughs> uh, the intent was there. Right. It's a lot of money to pay. McRae stated Foundation Group Inc. assists about 700 charities per year with this, and it's very common to help with setup. Based on the information I received from Foundation Group Inc., Luganbill had obtained professional services and paid this company in setting up a charitable organization. As a result, Luganbill would have been provided resources and information from Foundation Group Inc. on how to properly structure a charitable organization. End of report. If you're doing an investigation and a line of questioning you might have might be, did this person know that they shouldn't be doing the things they were doing? What could you possibly come across that would conclusively answer that question? Yeah. So there's then a list of companies that subpoenas were sent out to that the account were used for. Charges went to this company, this company, GoDaddy, or whatever. Supplemental narrative, 512-2020. Epoch.com subpoena return. 
On 1-14-2020, I received an email response from Adriana Dulick of Epoch Payment Solutions. Dulick indicated Epoch was a third-party payment solution, where, in this case, a payment was made to Epoch in order to gain access to websites. In Charter Bank Charity Records, Andrew Cray Memorial Scholarship Fund, there had been a total of $126.87 paid to Epoch between March 2019 to June 2019. I reviewed the documents I received from Epoch and observed the payments had been for two subscriptions to two different websites. <sighs> okay. The subscriber listed for both subscriptions is Joseph Luganbill. The subscription for the first website was for a monthly subscription to the website seancody.com. I searched this website online and observed it was advertised as amateur gay sex films. This woman. (laughs) There's a real skill to being descriptive, but disconnected. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, my God. That. Yes. I attached a screenshot of the website to the case labeled Sean Cody website. The subscription for the second website was dated 3-10-2019 for a monthly subscription to the website men.com. I searched this website online and observed it advertised as the best gay porn site. I had already asked Charter Bank if Joe Luganville had ever reported any fraud on their charity accounts to them. I was informed he had not. Based on the above information, it was apparent that these funds to epoch.com had not been used for charitable purposes. End of report. Then we move to Supplemental Narrative, which I believe is the same day. Yeah. In reviewing through Charter Bank Records, Andrew Cray Memorial Scholarship account, I observed there had been a deposit of $800 from Silver Cloud Fund Financial into the account on 9-16-2019 and then subsequent payments from the account to Silver Cloud Financial. Silver Cloud Financial was a, can you guess? A loan servicer? Yeah. Things, there's a lot of stuff going off the rails during this period of time. It. Yeah, like, that's a, just a matter of fact here. I can't imagine the situation you have to be in to be taking a loan out. For how much was it? $800? Mm-hmm. Um, I did skip over because we had covered one of the places they talked to was charity fundraising. I enjoyed that episode very much. Not obviously because money wasn't paid. They were just uh, very forthcoming. Yeah. So... There, there is documented charity happened sometimes. Okay, so she contacts Silver Cloud. The loan application date was 9-16-2019 for $800. The loan details indicated the annual percentage rate was 727%. That's... <laughs> boy what a those are some conditions i don't think i've ever seen 
that percentage rate before. <laughs> that would cost $2,520 in interest. So the total for that loan, principal and interest, is $3,320. So that means you need $800 really bad. And reviewing the loan payments, Luganbill had de defaulted on some of the payments. It showed a payment schedule that was supposed to go through 2020. As a result of this loan being conducted through Luganbill Children's Foundation slash Andrew Cray Memorial Scholarship account, any payments were then being pulled from this account. Payments were being pulled from the charity for a personal loan. However, the $800 was deposited into a charity account. Well, this account carried a monthly balance in August 2019 of $29.43. Been there? Luganville had one known personal account opened at this time. The balance on this account at the beginning of September 2019 showed $9.16. During this month, in the Charter Bank account, I observed there were several transfers from the other charity accounts located at Charter Bank and Square Charity Deposits. I reviewed through the subsequent purchases made after the loan money was deposited into Charter Bank account and observed on 9-19-2019 that there was a purchase made to Delta for $402.60 lift charges, several purchases made to various locations in Washington, D.C. Some were dated 9-30-2019. I later reviewed Joe Luganbill's personal Facebook page and observed on 9-30-2019, he posted a picture of a Library of Congress library card. He had been issued with a comment, having fun isn't hard when you've got a library card. Another bucket list item to check off. At this point, due to the lack of funds Luganbill had in his personal or charity accounts and the subsequent Delta flight purchase and transactions in Washington, D.C., it appeared Luganbill had taken out this extremely high interest loan with Silver Cloud Financial in order to fund his trip to Washington, D.C. End of report. End of report. This gives me anxiety. Like, you can hear the dashing between obligation like nine dollars in that checking account trying to be a man about town yeah and you got 20 bank accounts boy that just raises the heart rate <laughs> yeah markwort lubinwash in reviewing royal credit union bank records for a charity account i observed there were two transactions dated 324 2017 to Marquardt Lubinwash in Eau Claire for $217.27 and $9. I contacted Chris Vall of Marquardt Lubinwash about these transactions. This person then emailed her the invoice for the transaction of $217.27. I reviewed the invoice and observed the payment had been for an oil change, coolant exchange, replacement wipers, and a tire rotation of a 2008 Nissan Versa. I searched the plate number, which was redacted, observed it was an expired plate listing, oh listing oh to Joseph Luganbill. 
In reviewing Royal Credit Union Charity Account Redacted, I observed that there had been $1,120.50 in cash withdrawals from ATMs. I requested to obtain the precise dates and times of these transactions. Don't tell me these are $1,000 in 2 a.m. ATM transactions. <laughs> I reviewed through the precise times and observed several of them that were at midnight, $2,200, etc. Now listen, there had been several during regular business hours as well. Most of the withdrawals were for about $40 in cash plus the ATM fee. There were a variety of locations money had been withdrawn from, including Banbury Place, Oxbow Hotel, Lismore, Pizza Plus, etc. Considering this cash was being withdrawn from a charity account and some of the amounts were being withdrawn in the middle of the night, it would seem unlikely all of this cash had been used for a charitable purpose. Look, I'm a $40 at the ATM man myself. <laughs> I mean... $1,000 of, of just like a couple more drinks. Yeah. I think to myself, Olivia Earl, where are you? And <laughs> yeah, can I buy you a drink? <laughs> Supplemental narrative, Facebook search warrant. On 128-2020, I received a response from Facebook pertaining to the Luganville Children's Foundation, Joe Luganville, and other associated Facebook accounts I had obtained as part of the investigation. It appeared that in order to donate to the Luganville Children's Foundation, there was a link provided directing the person back to Luganville Children's Foundation website and you donated through Square, so it was not at all done through Facebook. Right. It would appear to members of the general public that Luganville Children's Foundation and other charities under Luganville Children's Foundation were nonprofit charities intended to primarily help children. I did observe there were some Facebook posts about a children's book and show. If you read between the lines of this, I think... What is amazing about all of this is that, okay, you read about the charities. It says what they intend to do. You're familiar with Joe Lugan, Bill. But a lot of the stuff that actually happens and is posted is really not about this stuff at all. It's things like this. I observed on Lugan, Bill's personal Facebook page. Here is the Castro and I couldn't be happier on this cool summer evening, along with a picture. On June 30th, he posted, didn't expect to show up on the CBS live feed. It was a surreal experience marching in the San Francisco Pride Parade. That's where the Castro is. I was beaming from the beginning to end. The crowds were huge. So many waves and smiles from people of all ages. I wish I could go back in time and tell my childhood self that it's okay to be yourself, that life will be more than okay. It will be amazing. Along with a picture of him in the parade. The irony in that, right? It's okay to be yourself. Life will be more. Yes. God bless this detective. There were numerous lift and restaurants in San Francisco slash San Carlos, California. 
I later spoke with a former Luganville Children's Foundation employee and asked whether this was something that an employee would have been allowed to use Luganville Children's Foundation funds to go to. They stated that they didn't think this would be acceptable. End of report. The next supplemental narrative is the Joe Luganville email statement to WEAU, which if you're if you were a listener of season one, you are familiar with that was episode two started with that statement. Yeah. On one thirty one twenty twenty, Luganville had emailed a statement to WEAU pertaining to the current events that had been occurring with regards to the Luganville Children's Foundation and the reported monetary issues and his disappearance. I observed in the statement, Luganville reported he did not receive a salary and he did not have any employees. Quote, the level of donations simply did not keep up with the costs associated with operations. He indicated he had been completely overwhelmed over the last several months, especially with regards to the State Theater and Smile House. He stated he was in denial of the bills that were piling up and would now be seeking treatment for his mental illness. End of report. We've got a lot of report left to cover, and then it goes other directions. So, yeah, we'll pick it up next time. Thanks for coming back to listen again, and we'll be back with more. Luganbuild is presented by Cool and Unusual Punishment. Research and story by Jody Haas, with editing and mixing by me. Music by Zavely, Rick Dickert, AG Music, Rockot, John Wright, and Christian Ayan. This podcast is a proud member of the Nerd and Tie Network, a coalition of Wisconsin-produced shows that you can find at nerdandtie.com. Our website, where you can find a link to the full report from this episode, is coolandunusualpunishment.com. I did observe there were some Facebook posts about a children's book and show. Yay! Yay! He makes an appearance! (laughs) I knew you would like that.